Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on start a podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Andrew Klein on the line, and he's founder and managing director over at Park Lane. Andrew, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, Andrew, so I'm excited about today's topic. So we're going to talk about trends in sports, investment, banking, and things that you're noticing. But before we do that, let's go a little bit further into what you're doing over at Park Lane. Tell us a little bit more about your firm, please. Great. Well, for, before I start that, uh, we were introduced by my good friend Greg Splain, who I played college football with, and he's a godfather of uh, one of my children, and uh, he's over at Fant.com, the CEO over there. So thank you to him for making this introduction. And, and uh, the, the little bit on Park Lane is – um, we're we're a very traditional investment bank. We help people with uh, the acquisitions and sales of their businesses, capital raising, financial strategy, um, and it just so happens that we that we focus on the world of sports. It's in this day and age uh, within investment banking, it's really not. Um, it, it doesn't make sense to be a generalist because things are are getting so specialized. That you've got to focus on a sector, and it just so happens to be that our sector is sports. We um, primarily about about half of the transactions that we do are helping people buy and sell sports teams, or we're working with the leagues or governing bodies, and that's globally. And then um, I've always loved entrepreneurship. Uh, Park Lane is the third business that I've started. It's now 15 years old, so it's been a while since I've started one. But um, so the other thing that we've done since day one is we've funded about 75 businesses um, that are anywhere from an early stage kind of like a $5 million seed investment all the way up to $100 million plus later stage. And that's typically um, consumer companies, media entertainment companies, or technology companies that are functioning in and around the world of sports. So a lot of the um, technologies that use to view sports or products that you use that are sports-based, um, you know, we've, we've, we've worked with um, – you know, for years now. So that's that's really another very cool part of the business that I I uh, really enjoy being a part of because I just love entrepreneurship and and seeing these things turn from an idea into something actually kind of tangible. So uh, so that's, and that's I love Park it. Lane, yeah. 
I, I love I love talking to specialists because I I mean it's just it'd be a front now that I think about it, now that you bring that up I think there's the first investment banks directly on, like the niche of sports that I've interviewed now I mean I'm going to like three thousand interviews I've wow. like I covered a lot of different ones I'm like wait a minute this is awesome uh, I yeah. knew it was going to be good in the first place but but I really love the fact that you have that other side of it so on the content side and buying businesses and other things outside so it's all directly related in the same niche but I think that provides you with an extremely unique vantage point from a, from a traditional investment bank that maybe doesn't have that content side or those other things, even for the smaller businesses like that $5 million of seed, things like that, because then you, you understand things a whole lot more in terms of distribution and what that looks like just because, you know, your, your money's at play. So it's a, it's a different, I think, unique um, opportunity off of there. And I think that's what makes it also really interesting, our topic today, because you have a unique vantage point um, from coming from both sides, really, and as long as you've been doing this. So trends in sports investment banking and things that you've been noticing. I mean, I know it's a, a weird time for us all right now. So as we're recording this, just to not date this, we're recording this really in the middle of the pandemic, um, July 2020. Um, so just, just to set that up for us, uh, Andrew. So um, what are you noticing? Like, what's interesting right now? Well, if we just um, stick to the team side first, you know, th- that's a, you know, it's just, it's a, it's probably one of the most impacted businesses mm. out there. You know, a restaurant, I would say, is up there. And, you know, the reality is probably 90% of revenues are at risk right now within the world of sports. So you've got major teams that make their money by selling their media rights and selling tickets and selling sponsorship, and, and all of that stuff is looking, you know, like it's in danger or getting pulled back right now. So, you know, a lot, a lot of what we're seeing and doing there is – you know, talking to individual teams, team owners, um, internationally, a lot of times it's governing bodies or, or um, you know, like literally there's clubs that will, uh, that will own the entire league. So we're, we're just working mm-hmm. with those, those teams and leagues and trying to figure out their, their, um, their situation. The good news is this isn't an industry that's going to go away after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be an industry that, is going to show us all that, hey, we're actually allowed to get back to life. So really the, 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 what we're just trying to do there is solve between now and when life returns to normal and find, you know, kind of financing strategies to do that. And some teams have strong enough balance sheets where they can move some things around and get it done. And other teams need to take on equity partners or, um, or borrow money to do that. On the, on the business side, um, you know, that I mentioned the, the, the more of the venture businesses that work with, you know, about 10% of the companies that, that, that we've worked with are, are in a lot of trouble. Some of those are, you know, a, a lot of what has to do with sports is, is uh, restaurants and, and, that, mm-hmm. and that type of, you know, uh, services. So those guys are in a lot of trouble. Some, will, some are kind of emerging stronger. Some are going away. And, but on the flip side, we work with a lot of direct-to-consumer companies now, and those companies are, are taking off. And... I can't mention specific names for that because um, of, sure. of uh, FINRA registration, like, you know, the security. Mm-hmm. But, but what I will say is this, is that, you know, some of those companies had projections that are double and triple right now than, than, than uh, what the, they were projected to do because people need product and they're happy to go online to go and get it. So there are, there are kind of the, it's kind of a bell curve. Like I'd say 10 to 15% of the companies that we're seeing are in a lot of trouble you know, 70, 80% are, are going to be fine, even if they're somewhat inf- affected by it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. about 10 to 15% are, are absolutely thriving during this environment. So 
that's, that's the sort of the trends that we're seeing right now. So let's 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 stick on the team side for a little bit longer. Um, I because I, I I mean it's just it's just such an it's just such a I mean I, I agree with you by the way. So as soon as I, I I personally cannot wait to like get the go ahead to be able to go to a game. I'm like I'm like where am I gonna buy tickets from? They're gonna be cheap. They're gonna be hopefully I'm like I'm in. Like as soon as I grab some season tickets to anything around me, I'm in because I'm ready to get back to life personally. That's just my personal view. That's, that's not medical opinion. That's what yeah, I want to do. <laughs> Um, because I miss it. I mean, I miss it. It's just you know, it's the lifeblood of a, a lot of a lot of um, excitement and things and energy in a city. And like you said, the restaurants, all the things that the ecosystem, the full ecosystem around sports. I think sometimes we throw around big numbers, but we don't understand how that trickle down works, right? Um, so, uh, what kind of, if you're noticing? And I know we're still in the middle of this. So I'm not asking you to have a crystal ball, but what are some of the things that you think may happen in terms of um, in terms of going forward with some of these teams? Like, is it, do you think it's going to at some point just kind of revert back to normal, or do you think there's going to be more online, more like of a hybrid model? Like, because obviously things are going to change. And again, not asking you to have the crystal ball, but I know you have a unique vantage point. Yeah. Well, you know, we we uh, we were around in 2008 when the great financial crisis happened, and you know, one of the things that happened is some of the people that were that owned teams that were really affected by them needed to sell them. So there was, you'll see through this, mm-hmm. I'm expecting, you know, some trade of hands of, of owners just because they some people are going to need to sell their assets to take care of their 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 core businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I what I've noticed in sports from just a, a trend of fans is, you know, a couple of years ago when whenever we would go to a meeting, whether it was at a team or a league or anywhere, you know, the first, second, and third concern was, was safety around terrorism because it was at a point where, um, oh, yeah. you know, where, where you know, people, you mm-hmm. know, terrorists were going into venues and, and, and there was a real threat. And so, you know, they addressed that, that the stadiums are much safer now. It's, there's pretty much not a venue that you're going to not go through a metal detector and have increased security. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and now people don't even think about it anymore. Um, it, it's, or it's, or it's way less down on the, on the priority grid. It, you know, it's, it's, stadiums are just as safe, but fans and executives have now moved on to, to, to solving this. So my guess just going through those cycles is that once play returns to normal, there will probably be societal changes where, you will mm-hmm. see more people probably wearing masks and you know using sanitizers mm-hmm. and other things. But I think humans have short memories and and we're social beings. And I think that people are just going to want to get right after it. And then when when they're in the venue and having fun and cheering on their team and you know had a beer or two and in a really happy mood. I mean that's what mm-hmm. they're there to forget about all that other stuff. So I think that feeling of um, you know sort of like being able to just check out from reality and root for your team is going to be highly addictive and and quite frankly a great way to to recover from a lot of the things that that um that our country and and, and the world is facing right now so that's well put and uh and and i agree with you and i, I don't mean this in a funny way but i feel like every uh i, I feel like the the bane of all of our existence is going to be the day you have a fever because i think we're going to be getting like zapped with those dang things everywhere you go and you're like i don't have anything i just have a cold leave me alone yeah. i have allergies all right can i please yeah. eat like it's okay i've had allergies since i was a kid i don't mean that in a funny way i know it sounds funny and it's a yeah. terrible thing but it's like geez i know like my my other the other business partner here co-founder um Chirac, he has bad allergies like two to three months out of the year and i'm like 
man, you're in trouble. You're not going to be able to like leave your house or go anywhere. Are people going to be looking at you and you, you have allergies. Like we yeah. know this. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's tough, man. The new, whatever this is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, um, sure will be. So, um, so, um, the business side of it. So we covered the sports side on that. Um, so same kind of vein of thought, but I'd like to focus more on like what you're seeing in terms of like potential pivots, or I guess that's the buzzword of the day, pivot. So, yeah. um, a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of like ways to figure out how to, I know you said maybe 10% aren't doing the best, but the ones that are in that middle ground that have the potential to and or opportunity, what kind of like, like savvy founders, and you don't have to give names or like companies, but what kind of savvy things are you seeing happening um for people in, in your in your niche that are kind of pivoting to still figure out a way to you know not only um stay alive but grow yeah well on the uh on the team side you know it's it's really just how do you get the games happening without the fans to deliver that content so people at mm-hmm. home can watch because the, the reality is that most of the revenue derived from sports teams is is the selling of their media rights so that's you know that's that's actually not that difficult of a problem. If teams are allowed to play, they will play even without fans, and then they'll be able to sell their meteorites. On the business side, um, I said it earlier, but just that that push to direct to consumer. You know, if you've got a path line to your consumer, a direct, excuse me, a direct path to your consumer, and you can, um, you know, I think goal number one would be able to sell, like to be an Amazon and be able to have a marketplace or to be able to sell mm-hmm. your product directly to your your customer, not have to go through. Not have to wholesale and go to retailer is 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 really you know an important push right now. Um, I think people that do have retail are really 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 trying to figure that piece out and um, and what retail looks like you know in the future. And so that I don't you know I don't have a crystal ball and know what what, mm-hmm. what at least for the next. I my personal opinion is in 24 months people are going to kind of forgotten about this. And mm-hmm. we're not going to. Ha- we might have slight lasting effects, but we're not going to have what we have now. Um, and then you know, there's all kinds of things. There's technologies that people are producing right now that that we we don't even know what they're going to do, but they're going to highly affect our lives. You know, software that that helps, like a, like a company like Waze, right? I mean, that's software that enables you to get around better. And and so I think that um, technology is always going to. Uh, you know, be a very important part of the business ecosystem and certainly what we look for, especially in the world of sports. But that, I mean, technology applies off across every single vertical that there mm-hmm. is. So, um, sure. Within the world of sports, though, the technology that is the most important that, that that the teams are looking for is a way to make sure that if you go into that venue, you feel really safe. So more than just your temperature being taken, there's got to be something. And we're seeing real things right now that, are absolutely safe and they kind of eliminate any virus that would be in a building and also you that can test you right on the spot to see if you have anything. So, you know, if everybody goes into a sports venue or a concert venue or something and, and they've been tested on their way in, it's worth that extra five seconds to go in there and be like, all right, well, everyone in here is fine. It's kind of like when you go into a venue and you've gone to a metal detector, there's just an extra element of peace that, that like, all right, this is, this is safe, much safer. So, 
It's awesome. Yep. Um, that, that's great, and I and I love it. And that that just excites me. That's my favorite thing about what I do. I mean, obviously, I have fun meeting people and and doing what we do. But I'm, I just hear these technologies and new things, and I'm like, man, these people. I'm like, keep it up, especially in healthcare. I'm like, keep it up, because I'm not getting any younger here. We're all getting <laughs> older by the second. I'm like, I want you smart people to keep on improving my quality of living as yeah. I get older. Yeah. So I'm in. I'm like, keep yeah, it up, absolutely. you too. Keep up the good work, Andy, because they need money. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. All right, Andrew, so final question. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Park Lane or to connect with you and follow your brand, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and do that? Right. So we're a services firm. We're not really a consumer-facing brand, so we don't have a lot of stuff out there. We do have a website, prkln.com, so that's Park Lane abbreviated. I do have a LinkedIn page, Andrew Klein, and... Um, there's an, if you did a Google search on Park Lane or, or my name, there's a, a number of deals and, and uh, articles out there that, that, that one could find. We also have um, a, a white paper series that you can find on our website that of just sort of interesting and relevant things that, that we'll write on from time to time. Some are two pages, some are 200 pages. But that's another way to kind of dive into some of the way we're thinking about things. But other than that, the, I would say the website is, is, is the best way to, to, uh, to learn a little bit more about us. Awesome. Well, Andrew, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background, all the great things you're doing over at Park Lane. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave a review on the Apple iTunes Store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of things and projects you're working on. And Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. You Take care. <laughs>